Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Taylor. I'm Chase. And this is the Big Y Podcast. Welcome to the Big Y, coming to you from the Workman Success Systems podcast closet in Salt Lake City. Workman Success Systems coaches real estate professionals to run killer businesses and live their best lives. In this podcast, we're bringing together all kinds of experts, leaders, innovators, and just generally awesome people from inside and outside real estate. We're bringing these folks on to hear their stories and understand their big why. The answer to the question, what keeps you going? After all, it's not always about real estate. Today, we're talking with Nicole Bostrom-Kogan, Wisconsin's finest, and a senior coach, team leader, attorney, mother, and founder of Momentous Gift. Uh, hold on. Before we chat with Nicole, who are you? Uh, I'm Taylor, budding podcast creator. I felt like, you know, first podcast, why not? Well, yeah, put it on there. Yeah, gotta, gotta throw it on the old <laughs> curriculum. How do you pronounce the last word in that? V- v- Vite? Vite? Vite. Uh, one of those. Uh, yeah, throwing it on there that I'm a podcast creator. Uh, my big thing's bowling, though. Big time bowler. Yeah. In the, in the Granite Retired Teachers League in East Mill Creek, Utah. Question, are you a retired teacher? No. Do I know retired teachers? Also no. Did I somehow get grafted into this bowling league because there was one open team slot? Yes. Yes, I did. Hey, that's how Alex Rodriguez got on the Yankees. <laughs> or whatever team he plays for. He just knows a guy? Yeah. <laughs> like the guy who cleans the bats or whatever. He's like... That's my bad. I, I should have known that. But uh, also self-proclaimed life enthusiast. Uh, I just realized that that's what I am. No, that's enough about me. Who are you? Uh, who am I? I am... I'll say I'm a co-budding podcast creator. Oh, uh yeah, this is this is my first podcast rodeo. I'll say I'm a, I'm a I would say I'm a pretty I'm a fairly high functioning novelist. Ooh, are you working on a book? Are you done with a book? I well I'm in air quotes done. Ooh, we love to hear that. I I'm in now in air quotes looking for an agent. <laughs> um, soon to be air quotes published. Yeah. Uh, anytime now. Lovely. Uh, and also I'm. You know what I'm into now these days is the Antiques Roadshow. Dang. Okay. Um, that's me. But why did we start this again? Um, I just I just wanted to get away from my desk. Same. Um, but but really, so like we were been... writers, we're on the marketing team. That's what we've been doing for a while. But we thought there's there's more story to tell. We meet the coolest people here, and one of the things that I've noticed is like these people they're really successful and they're really good at what they do but it is there's always like more to it than just like they have like a really developed sense of business savvy or they're really smart or whatever there's always 
there's always something else. Yeah, it's like this deep, like intimate part of them that sort of like drives them forward. And in our like company lingo, we call it the big why. Yeah. And it's something that we talk about with all of our clients and everything. And it was, it was something we wanted to explore um, and kind of like a one-on-one situation with these really fascinating people and uh, see what we can learn and see what kind of stories we can tell. So let's get to it. Today, as Build, we are talking with Nicole Bostrom-Kogan. Taylor, tell us who she is. So since 1999, Nicole's had the opportunity to grow with and learn from the real estate market. She holds a law degree from Marquette University, Go Golden Eagles, and is a licensed attorney and real estate broker with her firm, the Real Estate Center. She sees her role as an advocate and educator, and that comes from mentoring agents in her firm or coaching other clients in the Workman Success Systems network. A few things bring her more joy than helping others fulfill their dreams. As you're going to hear about, she is mother to her adorable and funny daughter, Kate. Um, she travels all over the place. She loves the mountains and the water, and she's always up for a challenging card or board game. Nicole lives her life by finding joy in every day and bringing joy to others, specifically through Momentous Gift, a charitable organization that she, that she founded that helps create families by providing funding and support for couples struggling with infertility. We're so excited to have her on the show. Welcome the original NBC. <laughs> the original, yes. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Okay, so Nicole, we want to try this. We want to, we came up with this game yesterday oh boy. called Try It, Pie It, or Fry It. It's all food related. Okay. So here's the, here are the rules. You can't pick the same of try, pie, or fry. You can't pick the same thing two times in a row. Okay, got it. We start with angel food cake. Angel food cake. Um, fry it, maybe. I, I, I can know. agree with that. I could. I'm I'm interested. Knowing that I can't repeat it, I feel like getting fries <laughs> out of the way early is probably a good idea. It's a good call. Good call. Okay, a single head of cabbage. Ooh, throw it in the trash. Um, no, actually, I like cabbage, so I would say try it. I would, I would, I would eat that. There we go. There we go. It, I, it gets worrying, like if if all you have is pie it or or fry it, fried cat. I don't know. Oof. Yeah, very concerning. Um, this one's kind of a multi, multi food. A okay. plate of chicken Alfredo. Well, I don't. I mean. I just use try it, so I can't use that. So I'm going to put it in pie, maybe like a, um, you know, you put one of those, like, what is those, uh, you know, pies, those yeah, shepherd like a pies shepherd or pie. whatever. Yeah. Like it would, it might be good in that. It could bomb. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> We're willing to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, pizza. Pizza. Uh, fry it because that's how you reheat pizza. Instead of reheating in the microwave, put it in a frying pan, put the cover on, and boom, instant crispy crust. Whoa. What have I been doing my whole life? Uh, you have been a, messing that up, my friend. I've been using a microwave like an animal, I guess. Okay. It's like actually better than the way they make it. You know, you just have to watch the crust. That You just have to watch that it doesn't get burned. So you're like medium yeah. heat. And then you're watching the cheese get bubbly. Put the cup, game on. Nice. 
Yep. Um, this one's coming out of left field. Oh boy. Actual pie. Actual pie? Try it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you mess with perfection? Amen. Um. All right. Uh, mango. Mango. Pie it or fry it. Well, I just use try it. So I'm gonna pie it because mango pie could be something you would eat. I feel like I've had a, what are those called? Like a, it's like little pastries you get at the, at the bakery that have yeah, all the little something. fruit in it. Yeah. you can A tart. It's a tart. A tart. Yes. Yeah. A tart. Okay. Call, we'll call Maybe that a French, yeah. and then it'll Close be enough. Open. Right. Absolutely. Um, okay. This is, this is going to, toward your neck of the woods, a block of Gouda or Howda, as they say in the Netherlands. Well, that would be fry it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, we're cheese curds. Hello, Wisconsin. Oh my goodness, that sounds so good. Fry the cheese. What's wrong with you people? We're, we're just late to catch up. We're twenty years behind. Right. <laughs> okay, and this was our the one we were most excited to ask you about. Oh boy. O and H Danish Bakery Kringle. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, absolutely <laughs> Danish. Hundred percent. I mean, you just you just eat it. You don't have to. I mean, you could do any one of those three things to it, and you would be fine. <sighs> Um, Pringles are amazing. Everyone They're knows so I'm a Pringle girl. So, yes. <laughs> that was the thing where, like, we got to talk to Nicole about the Kringle. We love the Kringle here. Yeah. We, uh, it's a Wisconsin, it's a Wisconsin thing. So I always like to send things out from Wisconsin. So <laughs> anything so that I send will be like a Wisconsin product. So anyways, nice. Kringles are a good one. Yeah. So we were, we were kind of curious about like this, this Wisconsin vibe because, um, What's like the real story? What's what's it like locally? What's the reputation of Wisconsin? I think that depends on who you ask. I think the general um, reputation is we like to party, we drink beer, we have fish fries. I think that's kind of the general. You know, we love our sports teams. Um, so I feel like that would I don't feel like I would get bashed by saying any of those things. Um, you know, when we talk funny, we say yeah or hey, and you know, all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> um ope and you know yatter. i love ope. Get it? <laughs> oh man yeah because so we were talking about it because like wisconsin is one of those places that feels like home is the word you're looking home. for <laughs> yeah of course no like like you have an idea i've never been there but i have an idea of what it is based on i don't know what but like what's what's the one thing about your neck of the woods that people need to know about that they don't well, we have woods. That's one thing. Um, you know, we're very, I would say Wisconsin is very um, hardworking. Like the people here are very hardworking. I think work ethic is something that you can never question in a Wisconsinite. And if you do, you're probably not going to be their friend for too long. Um, and then other than that, I think just loving, you know, being outside, being, you know, doing fun things, being with family. I think it's a very family centric, like people are close to their families in Wisconsin. And so those would be things that I would say. And we love the water in the summer and the sunshine. And then we like the snow. So we get the best of all worlds. We just, you know, we can, we can roll with every season. Because you live in, help us pronounce it. Is it Pewaukee, Wisconsin? Yeah, you did it. Perfect. Pewaukee. Nice. Yeah. I'm practicing it's all night. Kind of a ward. <laughs> Thank you. Because um, you're you're right by the lake, and we we were like blown away as we're looking at the map. We're like, there's so much water there. Yeah, we're my office is literally like in Lake Country, so we have a whole bunch of lakes 
all around us. And so, yeah, we're, we love, we love being on boats and swimming and skiing and, and all nice. that. And then ice fishing in winter. And not that I do that, but some others do. Nice. So, um, the best board game you've ever played. I'm a board game player. So that's a tricky one. Um, does it actually physically have to have a board? I really like the game spinners. That's a good one. It's like a dominoes game. I like that. Um, I also like Settlers of Catan, but I created my own rules. And so it's actually called Nick Catan now. Um, <laughs> my friends actually don't even want to play it with me anymore. I don't know. I'm kind of sensitive about it. Um, but I'm that like, sounds like we can make better ones. Here we go. <laughs> if your friends don't play with you, it sounds like you're playing Settlers of Catan correctly. Well, probably. Yeah, probably. Well, it isn't the yeah. whole point. I mean, you're making, you're settling a place. So yeah, as ruler yeah. of that place, you should make your rules. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, like why? You know, like why do we have this robber? Just get rid of that, right? <laughs> Everybody rolls twice. We're gonna speed up this game. Like this yes, is there we, we go. We all get the benefits when you roll the debt number. So like you know, we can tweak it up a little bit and make it better. So no, I love playing. Um, I love playing games and board games, and that's always a fun thing. So. So obviously, I mean, we love you because you send Thank us Kringles you. sometimes. <laughs> and beyond Nicole. And just because you're a wonderful person to talk to. People might not know. The reason that we know you primarily is because you are a real estate coach with Workman Success Systems. Workman Success Systems. Which and I, try three. Workman, Workman Success, Success Systems. Systems. So what does real estate look like in Wisconsin? Like, what does that work yeah, so if you don't know about real estate, um, we are assisting people who are looking to buy or sell houses. That's the natural thing. But we're not selling anything. You know, like I don't feel like I sell anything. People make the decision on do they love this house enough to live in it, yes or no? Or do they hate this house enough to sell it, yes or no? <laughs> and when they do, then we help them through the process. And it can be an emotional process. It can be a sticky process. It can be things that happen with legal questions. There can be all different kinds of things that come up. And so it's our job to help them navigate that um, as smoothly and cleanly as possible. So that's what our role is. Basically, we're guide, guidance counselors for going through this process and making sure, you know, legally all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Nice. So how did you get into real estate in the first place? So um, I was 19 years old when I got my real estate license. My mom had been in real estate and she was like, I could use some help doing open houses and this and that. And I was like, okay. So I went in and, and took my test and uh, failed it the first time. First test I ever failed. Just, it was my first electronic test. You know, it's your push here, you get, you get your thing. And I'm like, I failed. Um, and then I always tell people when they come to my company, I'm like, listen, if you fail, that's okay. Cause now you know what's on the test. It's not a problem. And then they, you know, I'm like, I failed it. So you can't do worse than I did. Um, so I took it again a week later and passed it. And uh, so, yeah, but I got my license when I was 19. So were you working with your mom then for the, for like a little bit, a long time? What yeah, did that, going, what did that work look like? So I was going to college at the same time. So, you know, it was like, you know, nights and weekends and helping out here and there, that kind of thing. Um, and then um, I actually just continued going to school. I went to law school at Marquette and just kind of, I don't know that I really stayed with it through law school. I was pretty focused on law school at the time. And then when I got out, um, 
I did both real estate and law together and just really loved the being able to help people with a positive aspect of their life. So often legal stuff is negative and, yeah. you know, it's just, I don't want to bring that stuff home. That's not, that doesn't spark joy in my life. And so I like to enjoy uh, what I'm doing for work. And so real estate's kind of the perfect blend where I've got the legal background um, to be able to guide clients through the process and then also be able to um, be able to have, have fun too. Um, so you did that for a while. You, you graduated from law school. What, what, what were some of the next steps? Yeah. So next steps were, um, so I was doing both a law practice and a real estate practice for a long time. I was actually doing both for like 17 years. Um, and then one day I just, it was new year's Eve and that was our wedding anniversary. And it was like midnight. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I was expecting the birth of our daughter, but I wasn't pregnant with her and being type A and kind of needing something to do in January. Um, I decided to just start my own brokerage and let it rip. Um, and so, so that's literally what I did. I literally started the LLC and uh, formed the company, bought the domain name, and then went downstairs and told Tony, like, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to start my own brokerage. And that's literally unintentionally how I, like, there, I had no plan. I had no anything. And so that was January 1st of 2016. And yeah, that's how I got into it. So six years till now, mm -hmm. what, what's the, what's been the difference? Um, how has it grown? Um, I can't even describe what the difference is. The difference is everything. I started out with a laptop in my brain. And I mean, literally that's, I, I literally say, listen, I, that's all I started with. Like just what was in my head and what my experiences were for the past 17 years. And then and then I've evolved in such a dramatic way. I, like, I'm not even the same person I was. I don't even think I'm the same person I was two years ago. Like, it's just, I'm continuing to evolve and learn more about myself. And just, I just, I've said to my husband, like, I feel like I'm in the prime of my life right now. Like everything is right where it should be and things are happening amazingly well. So yeah, just evolved. I mean, you know, you start out just being a real estate agent and, and you're in that solo agent mindset, which you don't even realize you're in an, a mindset at all. It's just who you are. It's what you do. It's how you operate. And then to go from that to then I'm at Verl at a conference and uh, it's one of my favorite stories to tell. I was just, yeah, I had my nerd schedule all planned out. I'm like, we can go to these like 10 people today and hear the thing. And the first one was terrible. The first one I went to was just a bomb. And I walked past this room and everybody was pouring, leaning into it to hear it. And I'm like, I don't know what is happening in this room or what my nerd schedule had, but I just deleted the whole thing and just walked into the room, had to stand because there was standing room only, um, and just heard Earl talking about work-life balance and systems and having intentionality in your life and all of the things. And I'm like, this is what I need to hear. So I spent the rest of the entire day in that room and never left. And the entire next day I spent with Earl and I signed up for coaching that day and I never looked back. So huge, dramatic change in my life. And that was, so you talk about starting your brokerage 2016. Yep. So that was you, September of 2016 or 17, 16, 17, no, 17. It's been five years. So 17, September 17th of 2017. Shocking. Nice. I didn't know the day. <laughs> it's memorable. It um, is. So uh, what does your team look like now? Um. So we've got a great team. So we've got buyer's agents, listing partners, admin support staff. Um, I'm really able to run the business on a 
executive type level, which I love. I was able to be gone for out of the office for 17 days uh, this past March to go out to Salt Lake City to see you guys. And I did not open my laptop for the first 12. Whoa. If that's not leverage, I don't know what is. And uh, the only and reason it, I had wasn't... to open my laptop was to run payroll. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep, got to pay him. <laughs> got to pay him. They're running the ship. Yep. So it wasn't that because I do that thing of where if I if I don't want to do a thing, I keep on putting it off until it's too scary to not anymore. So it wasn't mm-hmm. that. No, but that's how I do my taxes. That same. Model. <laughs> <laughs> same. Um, you talk about how you were doing law school, you're doing real estate. You're it seems like, Nicole, you're involved in like so many things. And that's really cool. Um, how did that involvement in real estate Maybe a better question. How did success in real estate translate into the charity work that you've done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So success in real estate, A, it developed my mind into being a leader as opposed to being a solo agent. I think I see things from a different perspective. I'm able to listen differently. I'm able to learn. I'm able to apply things differently. And so because I'm in that role and I'm able to expand the pie, you know, you talk about like, oh, you know, with real estate, you get this pie and here's, you know, how much you get. But when you leverage yourself and when you're able to expand more opportunities for my agents, my team, um, the community, all of those things, when you're able to expand that pie and you're able to dig into it, it allows you to do things that you didn't think were possible. And and one of those things for me, um, so I talked a little bit about our daughter, Kate, uh, there's pictures of her all around me. I see, I see um, behind you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we were told, um, we were told we couldn't have kids and, uh, by multiple doctors and one of our real estate, one of my real estate clients called one day and said, she wanted to have a baby for us. And it was a shocking, you know, thing to hear. And, um, and amazing. Like just out of the, out of the clear blue sky had you sort of out of the blue sort of not it was uh, yeah it was um we had discussed it years kind of years before um and it you know just and then we were actually all signed up for an adoption and um we had gotten our first adoption referral and then all of a sudden you know boom this happened and so and so kate is um is our daughter via that process which is called being a gestational carrier Um, And so when she turned five, so this was a little bit more than a year ago, I I realized what an impact she made in not just my life, but like in everybody's lives around us, right? So like my parents were grandparents again, Tony's mom was a grandmother for the first time, Um, you know, she, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins and like one person getting dropped into the equation, like creates this little ripple of amazing things. And I thought, okay. That's cool. I can never pay back our surrogate for what she gave to us. Um, so I wanted to find a way to pay it forward. And, and so we started an, an organization on um, October 15th of 2021 called Momentous Gift. And um, I had it on my heart. I was writing a list of things like, what do I want to do? Like, what's, you know, part of Workman, you know, you're building out your vision and what does that look like? And um, so as I was doing that list and just saying, I just wrote down, help another woman become a mom. And I thought, how in the world am I going to be able to do that? Like, what, how can I do that? And so I, yeah, where do you even start? Yeah. Where do you even start? That was exactly, I wrote the lit, I wrote it down. I was shocked and dumbfounded when it re- wrote itself onto the paper. Um, and then, 
And then I, and then I just thought about it for a little while and, you know, and then all of a sudden one day I, I clicked and I was like, okay, I can start an organization and, and raise money to help people that are doing foster care adoption or domestic adoption or um, surrogacy, IVF, any of those things, we can help fund their ability to do this. And so that was where I was like, okay, I can, I can take, you know, the benefit of me being successful in real estate. And we take a portion of our sales and give them to a momentous gift. And that matches donations that come in. And so we're able to essentially double the pool of the pot so that we can yeah. help other people. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, um, that's, that's how it started. And so the name is momentous gift. Um, I was trying to think of a cool name and mom meant to us sounded like a pretty, pretty good name. And momentous also means big. And of course you can't get a bigger gift than that. Um, and so, so that's how the, the name started and, um, and the, and the organization started. One of the things when we've talked to you before, Nicole, that I, I thought was really unique about this story specifically. You talked about these, you call them questions with impossible answers. Mm -hmm. Give me one example of that. And then I have a follow-up question. Okay. So I remember when we were struggling with fertility, I remember calling people. I called people in my family and I called people that were friends of friends. And I, I really wanted to know if it was worth fighting for, if having a baby was worth the effort that it was taking to go through it you know like is it as good as it seems or you know like and like how do you ask uh, that's a hard question how do you ask a parent that question right do you really like um, your kid but i'm i'm a high d so i'll just come out and ask it <laughs> yes. And, uh, yes and so so that didn't so i was just like listen and i'm sure they were probably like what are you thinking like and they, they stumbled um, and nobody had a clear and convincing, that's a great question. I'm really glad you asked it. They were like, you know, because on their side, what do they say, right? If they say having kids is amazing. Oh, you can't have kids, right? Like that's too bad for you. Or if they say kids aren't that amazing, well, then they look like jerks. So, yeah. I mean, I literally asked them an impossible question, um, but I, but I kind of wanted to know, like, is it, should I be fighting this hard? And what does that look like? So, so yeah. So my follow-up question is if someone called you to ask you a question with an impossible answer, what would you say? Well, if they asked me the same question that I so nervingly answered other people, asked other people, I would say, yes. Um, it's worth the, it's worth the cost. It's worth the time. It's worth the tears. Um, you know, Kate is my, that's my daughter's name. So she's my why. I mean, I was not pregnant and she was the catalyst for why I started the real estate center. That's why I started my brokerage. Um, she was the catalyst to that. And everything that's happened from that stems from her coming to me because, you know, you, you live life differently when you're living for a, for a child. And I'm not saying I live for my daughter, but you build a life differently. Um, because you're, you're thinking things differently, you know, like, it's not just me, I'm not just out, you know, for myself. And so, you know, I went from being a, I'll say average agent who did fine, didn't, you know, like, I didn't rock the boat, but I also didn't rock the boat, right? So like, I wasn't <laughs> either way, like, I was just, you know, mediocre, let's say. Um, and I went from that to being able to have a reason behind me, like, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard? You know, and it takes a lot. I mean, I missed Kate being three years old, 
because I spent way too much time working. Um, I literally feel like I missed her work. I've missed her being three years old completely. And it's still one of the saddest things that I feel like I've experienced, but I'm so glad it happened to me early so that it doesn't ever get replicated. You know, that's not going to happen to me again, where I miss any part of her, anything like, I'm sorry, my clients are great clients and I love them, but my kid is always going to come first. So, so I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. What, with the, what kind of perspective do you have now on the way that you construct, like, I don't know, your business, all of that, like, all the things, um, all the things yeah. around like, your, like time management and stuff like that, or yeah, definitely. Um, I can yeah. definitely speak to that. So that we're not I missing more time going building, forward. You know, I started this brokerage unintentionally. Um, you know, in the first year I didn't have an office. I worked from home. Um, and the first person came to me and said, she was actually helping me watch Kate when I would have closings or showings. Um, she was like, well, I want to get my real estate license too. Can I join you? And I'm like, sure. Like, you know, an idiot. And then somebody else said that they wanted to join me too. So now I've got two people and I'm like, holy smokes, how am I going to get this? What's in my mind into theirs? And how is that going to work? And that was exactly when I met Burl and, and we got started. And then it was like, okay. The problem was, is that it takes time to build the systems. And so I think a lot of people think, you know, you plug into coaching or you plug into this or you plug into that, and it's going to be instantaneous. It's not instantaneous. Like as much as I wanted it to be instantaneous and I, we had tremendous growth right off the bat. I mean, like my business tripled in the first year that I was, that I was coaching with Workman. Um, so I have that growth, but it's the systems behind it. That growth came at a price for me because I was working too much. I had too many agents pulling on me and I didn't have the bandwidth to give them all the support that I should have been able to give them. So, so it takes time to build out your system. So give yourself some patience and sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. I know that's something that um, Workman often says, and that was exactly the way I felt about it was you did have to slow down to speed up. So, so yeah. I wanted to kind of circle back a little bit. Um, my brother and sister-in-law had a baby a couple of years ago and like what you were talking about like it ripples out like i've it's the first nephew that i've had and i didn't know really what to expect and it's just it's been really fun like he's fun to hang out with in a way that like i've never really felt with like other little kids that i've come in contact with so like for for couples who like fortunately for them everything went very smoothly but for couples who struggle with that I don't know if you could speak to what that what that looks what like that emotionally. Is like, yeah. What, yeah. Like what are people investing in this? Right. That you were trying to give them through your organization. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, there's investment financially, and then there's invest investment emotionally. Um, it's hard to go through. You know, I mean, I think so many people are afraid to talk about miscarriages that they've had and you know, they're not able to get pregnant and they're really frustrated and tried for years and doctors tell them no, like all of those things, all of those things happened to me and in a pretty grand scale. I mean, the things that happened to me, you would never have expected a doctor to say, um, I'll just say it right now. So I had a doctor tell me that after they took thousands of dollars of my money, our money, they said that, um, they weren't going to help me because they didn't think I was going to live long enough to raise a child to be 18. Oh my God. hearing that from a medical professional will shock your conscience. I mean, it would do a lot of things, right? 
you know, and <clears throat> that doctor is, I think, still alive. Maybe not. I haven't looked. Um, but she didn't believe that goodness can come from amazing situations. Fortunately, I did believe that goodness can come from amazing situations. And I didn't let some ignorant fertility doctor stop me from my journey, but I think so many people do. And that's where I was like, no, we need to have a conversation about this. This needs to be a bigger thing because people don't realize that their actions have word, their, their words have impact on other people's lives. And the things that have happened to me, anybody looking at my story would say, I can't imagine how you kept going. And I feel like I can't believe I kept going, which is why I was grabbing for straws, asking people, is it worth it? Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? So the emotion that's around it is dramatic. And if you know anybody who's going through fertility stuff, they might not talk about it, but they really need you. Like, it's hard. It's, you know, like I wasn't even myself, like the Nicole that you guys know was not the Nicole of 10 years ago because, you know, it was scary and cold and like, you know, but when you go through an experience like that, you appreciate life in such a different way. And so I see like my, my purpose is to take the light that I have and shine it on other people who may be in the same situation and be like, listen, I've got you. I've been there. I know exactly what you're going through. You know, like, how can we help you? How can we support you? Because it's a, it's a challenging thing to go through and, you know, but you can come out on the other side and have, you know, an awesome family and an awesome kid and somebody who makes you be a better person. And that's what, that's what Kate did for me. I wanted to ask to kind of follow up on that outside of obviously the financial part is, is such a, a big deal, but has, do you find that momentous gift has kind of brought together this community of people that are going through that same experience to where if this didn't exist, like you said, it's dark, it's lonely, it's cold. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's, you can't, there's, you can't put financial value on that. Mm-mm. It's so special. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I set out, when I wrote down, you know, I want to help another woman become a mom. I then continued to write and do it every year for the rest of my life. Because what I see is like 25 years from now, I want to have some picnic in the park and, and have kids ranging from, you know, 20 adults, right? 25 year olds, um, all the way to newborn babies. And I want to be able to look at Kate and say, you, you were the catalyst of this, you know, like she'll never understand it now, but then hopefully she will be like, when she's 30, she's going to be like, wow, this was the impact that my ripple had. And that's a pretty cool thing. Right. Um, what have been some of the success stories? I know this is like relatively new. We're only a few yeah, years relatively, into it. Relatively new. Um, so we we were able to fully fund a couple's um, IVF treatment. Nice. Um, and so that was pretty fun. And they, they were able to get 10 frozen embryos from that um, experience. So um, so we're pulling for them and hoping, hoping for the best for them. Um, but 10 frozen embryos is amazing. Um, yeah. We only had four and we got one, one out of four. So I feel like that was pretty good. Um, so if so they've got is... 10, I'm, I'm hoping we've got a, a baby or two in there. Yeah. Super exciting. And then, uh, I mean, going forward, you said 
it sounds like your goal is at least like one helping one family a year. Yep. Do you see it growing beyond that or um, yeah, what, I mean, this, what does this look like in the next like two, five, 10 years for you? Yeah, I mean, definitely I'm more than happy to have it grow beyond that. That's kind of the, at least that's the commitment that I said financially, like this is going to be something that I will contribute to at least one family every year. Cause I want to make sure that, that we're continuing it. Um, and so Tony and my husband and I have discussed it and said, okay, this is what we're looking like. This is what the budget is. And that's just part of our, you know, it's part of our journey. Um, but as people, you know, come aboard, like the couple that we had, we were able to do a media launch with them and, and we were able to get funds from all over the country and really the world. Um, people, I think the more we can get this out there, the more people we're going to find out about it and be, um, able to, uh, understand it, contribute, you know, like if every person in my family who was touched in some way, if every person that I knew who was touched in some way by Kate gave money to this thing, it would be unstoppable, you know? Um, and so it's just, that's the ripple of love, right? Um, you know, and you just start identifying faces and people, you know, with it, and suddenly it becomes so much bigger and so much stronger. So, yeah. Um, this is kind of stepping just sideways, but into something else that I think your work speaks to. I'm I'm really impressed by it. How do intentionality and emotive and motivation factor into your life, Nicole? Um, it one hundred percent. I mean, you have to you have to have a plan, and I think for me that was one of the things that I learned through coaching is I like most agents just hoped the phone rang you know, for 17 years, like maybe someone will love me today and call me and say they want to work with me. That's pretty much it. Right. Um, and I know that's resonating with a lot of people who are watching this right now, because I just know how that was, but having a plan, like actually sitting down and having my coach tell me, um, you know, we need to write a plan. What is your year? What is your life going to look like in the next one year, two year, five year? Like what is what nobody ever asked me, what do my dreams look like? i certainly never wrote them down if I had them. Um, and so being intentional in all areas of, of your life, that's how things happen. Like you can't just wish and hope you have to like, not only do you have to come up with the plan and say, this is what I want. This is what I see for myself. But then you have to dig deeper and say, beyond that, how am I going to implement it? How am I going to make those things change? And then it just goes down to daily, you know, daily activities and keeping yourself accounted and accountable and motivated and doing check-ins with yourself to say, okay, it's been three months since I set this goal. How am I doing it then? Um, and wh what's my progress been? And then if I'm not making progress, why? And what's been my impediment? And let's try to clear that and see if we can go. So intentionality and motivation is really the only way that you can move any needle, in my opinion. You know, you have to want it bad enough and then you have to put in the work to get it done. And with those two things, anything's possible. You just have to believe it. And sometimes you have to borrow belief. Like I have borrowed Verl's belief. Like he saw things for my company that I never saw, but I have since gone way past. Like my goals that I set for a five-year goal, I hit in two years. Like who does that? I don't know. Like I didn't even think that was possible. I mean, um, so having people, having a good tribe around you that support you and understand and, and have been where you want to go, um, there's, no, there's no dollar value you can put on that either. What would... Nicole from 10 years ago think if she met you right now she would say holy 
You can swear on this podcast. <laughs> she was. She would. She would be. Um, she would be shocked. Like the Nicole from ten years ago would have never done this podcast. Um, the Nicole from ten years ago wouldn't have gotten on stage at Leverage. The Nicole from five years ago wouldn't have done that. Um, I'm a completely different person in just about every way you can be from who I was. And that's not to say that I didn't like who I was back then. It's just my growth and trajectory has changed so much. And like I said, I just, I feel like, you know, the wind's in my sail and now we're just letting it roll. So, so it's a good thing. So I'm really excited to be where I'm at in my life, but there's so many changes from a personal, spiritual, financial, educational, um, all of the, in all of the ways that my life can change, my life has changed for the better in every single one in a dramatic way. That's awesome. Um, if someone were to come to you, like you as a 19 year old, I'm not saying you as a 19 year old, yeah. but somebody like that, what's the advice you'd give them if they were coming to you in real estate? Cause they want real estate. Yeah. Um, I, there's so many things that I would say, right. I mean, I would probably the most important thing, the most important advice I could give to somebody is focus on the people. Don't focus on the money. I mean, I've said it to my agents for years. Like the commission isn't the motivation to do this job. If you don't genuinely care for people and you don't, and you don't love them and want to see them succeed in a big way, this job is not for you. And there's so many one hit wonder agents out there. They never, they wonder why they never get, um, repeat business it's because it's clear to the person they're working with that they're only in it for the money and that's that's not good that's not the way i that's not the way i like to live so um be in it for the people the money will follow um that's probably a, a pretty big one so that would probably be my best advice and then don't give up either like it's so easy to be like oh i called four people and nobody loved me today oh wee oui, wee oui, i'm gonna go you know cry in the corner well that's fine you could do that but <laughs> But you're never going to succeed that way. Like, what would you tell somebody if their life depended on it? Like, if if someone in, in my family who I loved, if someone's life depended on it, and I had to get three people to work with me that day, I would light a fire under my butt so big that we would not have it. It would be done in an hour, right? You have to attack it with that same type of intensity, and and realize that everything doesn't happen overnight, and that success, you know align yourself with successful people. There are a lot of people sitting in real estate offices who do a lot of talking and not a lot of anything else. And I'm not talking about talking to clients. They just do a lot of talking. Um, just chewing the don't fat. listen to those negative people who say, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you're 19. You can't, you know, like you're never, you know, la, da, 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 da. all the things I heard it. Right. It's one of those things where your, your life is what you make it. You're totally in control of it. And so surround yourself with good, positive people who can see, beyond even what you see, who can see the value in what you can do and then motivate you to, to go because there is one mo positive motivational purpose person for every 500 negatives. So if they're negative in your life, just cut them out. Be like, I love you, but I don't need you in my life right now. <laughs> and I'm worried Chase is going to kick me out of his life. Being very <laughs> negative right now. Um, Nicole, where would people go to make their own gifts to momentous gift oh yeah um momentousgift.org is our website so momentousgift.org 
Um, I'm not going to spell it because I'll probably spell it wrong. But we'll put it in the show uh, notes. Right. Put it in the, <laughs> the chat. Momentuskept.org. Um, you'll know you're, you're at the right spot when you see a, a little teddy bear's arm around a baby. Uh, then you'll be like, oh, I'm at the right spot. Um, so yeah, so we'd love we'd love to have any uh, any donations that if the story touched you, please please drop a drop a buck in there. That'd be great. Um, our final question, Nicole. In one sentence, what is your big why? My big why is to change people's lives. Like I feel like I was put here for a purpose, and um, I can change people's lives if it's helping them learn how to start a real estate career or buy or sell a house or make a baby, whatever you need. I mean, that's what I do. Change lives. <laughs> all the things. Those are all, all the, the full service. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Huge thanks to Nicole. Once again, if you'd like to be a part of her work with Momentous Gift, go to momentousgift.org where you can make a donation. Uh, seriously, even even the smallest donation can help a family's dreams become reality. The Big Why is a production of Workman Success Systems under the direction of April Critchfield. Technical assistance by Patrick Engberson. Graphic design by Matt Hill and Don Lampson. Marketing assistance by Jordan Meyer. The show is executive produced by Aiden Keenan. I'm Taylor. I'm Chase. This has been The Big Why. Because it's not always about real estate. So, you know, this is our first time doing this. Chase got the audio ready to go, and there's Taylor on the beach. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.